Welcome to my podcast, let's go! I'm all about doing what I wanna do And living life to the fullest Every day, me and my team We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams Welcome to my first investment property podcast Where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned And the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast Stay on after the show And I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Well, hey, super excited to be back at you here today, bringing another episode of my first investment real estate property. And today in studio, I've got joining me Clayton Springman, and he is going to share with us his background, his experience on how he got into the real estate business and how he's made this transition to to do this as a full-time investor. So welcome to the show today. Hey, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Good to good to see you. It's uh, always fun to connect. I mean, we connected on LinkedIn and social on your website. And uh, so now here we are, we get a chance to look at each other and have a conversation. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on. So do you want to share with the uh, the audience um, some of your backstory of, you know, what attracted you to investment real estate and how you got kind of got your start in the business? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I actually got introduced into real estate through uh, my mother and father-in-law. So this was around 08, 09. I met my wife, my now wife at the time was my girlfriend. Um, And I recently just got out of the Marine Corps. So I was kind of looking for a new path to get on. Uh, Mother and father-in-law, Rex and Susan Wright, had already owned a mortgage company. Uh, But of course, it's 2008, 2009. So mortgage lending was a little rough. So they're looking for (laughs) other opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they actually started buying up properties and then uh, renovating them and starting to rent them out. So I worked uh, with my father-in-law, Rex, and uh, he used to be a contractor. So I kind of learned a lot of the construction renovation on that side, was exposed to, you know, doing new floors, complete demos, things like that. Um, And they used to focus on uh, buying properties at auction, you know, get the best bang for their buck. Um, So that's what I got introduced into real estate. Um, Then my wife and I, we got married, bought our first house, and that was the first rental property or the uh, investment property that we bought. So it was a uh, small three bed, two and a half bath home. Uh, Did some light cosmetics. We put down a new bar, things like that. Um, Paints, general touch up, just small maintenance items. And we ended up selling that. Uh, Got about a $30,000 profit and I was hooked from there on. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. So then how did you transition? So that was your, that was your first um, yeah. and then, uh, what was your next, uh, kind of step in your journey? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was my first one. Uh, so after that, my wife and I got an opportunity to move down to Florida, the, uh, Jacksonville, Florida area. And, uh, so she wanted to go to school there. She was currently studying architecture. And then, um, through that process, she actually got interested in construction management and started doing a lot of industrial commercial residential projects. Um, we ended up finding our next house down there in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, it was more expensive, a lot more renovation necessary, um, but I could see the potential. You know, the market was still pretty low, um, still buyer's market, a lot of foreclosures on the market at the time. Uh, so we ended up finding another house. Um, it was about a 2,500 square foot house. We uh, sold it for 360 bought it for 218 ended up getting about a hundred thousand profit in it 
Oh, good for you. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a great way to get started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after that, we actually moved up to, uh, Indiana, bought our third home. And that was the biggest renovation we had thus far. So we bought this one at auction. Um, we had enough money from the previous, uh, flips to obviously do the entire renovation part of the purchase price, but we needed to get an investor involved. Um, so we ended up getting an investor involved, but they wanted to structure it as a loan. So then you got to worry about your carrying costs, your renovation costs. We ended up, we're actually on contract on this house just this past week. So we should be selling that for 281.5, bought it cash, uh, 135. And then we had about 47,000 in renovations. And of course you have some seller concessions and repairs you have to make, things like that. Sure. Yeah. So overall, what uh, kind of what's your goal moving forward? What do you guys think you're going to do? I mean, it's great to have your wife that understands the the business side as well. Of course, um, so yeah. what's what's your plan? Do you think moving forward with your business? Uh, moving forward, I'd like to. Uh, we've done about eight hundred twenty-two thousand dollars in real estate. Uh, by the end of the next year, I'd like to be at two million dollars. Like to double it. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I'd like to. Uh, expand into some content creation, whether that's a podcast or maybe a YouTube channel, something like that, just to kind of help teach uh, others what I've learned along my journey, things like that. Um, other than that, I wanted to get my real estate license um, at Right Living Real Estate. They started doing uh, not only renovations and rentals, they're also doing mortgages, but then they also uh, expanded into selling houses as well. So they, yep. have, a, they have their own brokers there. Oh, cool. Um, so I'd like to get involved in that as well. Um, long-term goals. I mean, I'd like to expand, not only do residential flips, but move into, uh, some land development, uh, maybe some commercial mixed use or venues. Yep. Yeah. So lot, lots on your plate. So what, what, uh, were your early lessons in real estate? Uh, so one of my early lessons, we started off pretty light with the first ones. So we were able to get a traditional mortgage. Okay. Um, but later on in the line, like the Indiana house, we had to learn some creative ways to finance a property. Um, so I would say one of the biggest lessons that you need to learn is how to be creative in the process. Cause you're gonna have small issues that come up in financing or even when you go to sell the house renovations, deal with GCs or, or other subs on the actual job site. So I would say get creative with financing, um, there's not only traditional lenders out there. You can get obviously personal investors. You can get a uh, hard money loans. You can use a current house that you have, pull out of the equity and use that to get another investment properties. You just got to be creative with the financing. Um, so that's the one side. So that's the money side. Now you said, um, I heard you say GC. So I'm assuming that, um, you know, you're not necessarily hands-on doing the work. Um, sounds like you're hiring general contractors and sub trades to come yeah. in there and complete the, uh, complete the, uh, updates. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of the work. I mean, there's some of the work's pretty easy to do, like lay floor, uh, finish small parts of drywall or even paint, but eventually you're going to have to hire some, uh, specialty trades like plumbers, electricians, et cetera. If you got some structural, structural work done, you're gonna have to work with engineers, local building codes, things like that. Um, so I would say, in the beginning, if you wanted to actually, let's go ahead and backtrack. If you want to get into this business, I would say you have to understand yourself, uh, what your goals are, whether you want to fo focus on fix and flip properties, rentals, whatever the case may be. After you decide what area you want to be in, you're going to have to decide where your strengths are and your weaknesses are. So my wife has a lot of the uh, design build 
uh, experience and running trade. So I got, I was lucky to have her with me because uh, I didn't have a lot of experience at that time. So the next step I would say is to either decide if you're going to be act as a GC or if you're going to hire a GC. If you're going to hire a GC or a general contractor, then you're going to have to know they're going to have to understand the timelines, different phases of construction, different trades you're going to need, different codes, um, because all that's going to go into factoring your renovation costs. Now, if you're going to hire a GC, obviously that's going to increase your costs as well. Sure. If if you decide to uh, act as a GC, then you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to know how to work with trades. You're going to have to know how to bid out the process, how to tell them the timeline um tell them the budget you're going to deal with issues that come up during the renovations like on this indiana house um it actually had really good bones it's like a 1973 time capsule so everything needed to be redone uh once we got to demo we noticed when we were doing the walkthrough process that there's a leak in one of the rooms well it turned out to replacing like one whole side of the deck boards on the roof okay didn't end up being a huge cost because we had already factored in replacing the roof for the renovations, but it's just a small thing that's going to come up and you have to know how to deal with it or work with a GC to do so. Or if you're going to act as a GC, you're going to have to learn how to deal with the trades. So how to walk the job site, how to give them a scope and then how to keep up with them. Now, how did you, uh, how did you learn this? You learn this working side by side with uh, someone like you mentioned your father-in-law or did you take some training or courses or how did you get your skills to, you know, put all the pieces together? Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of research on my own, but, uh, most of the, I guess, confidence came from working with, uh, my father-in-law Rex Wright. Cause he, uh, used to be a contractor before he actually got into real estate. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That makes a big difference. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. And then, um, my wife being involved in construction management obviously helped with running trades and acting <laughs> as a GC. <laughs> so without those two, uh, it would have been a lot harder journey, you know? Absolutely. So what area do you focus on? Are you focused on any specific area geographically or um, does it matter? Um, well, currently we've done three different flips in three different states. Uh, we are trying to relocate back to uh, St. Louis this year. Uh, so we'll probably focus on that area in the beginning, at least with the uh, single residential fix and flips. Um, and then we'll probably expand from there outwards, whether we get into rentals or or getting into industrial, whatever it may be. No, I thought, you know, because you've done three into three different states, maybe you're just going to follow the weather pattern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be bad, especially with the, the market as it currently is. I mean, if they end up, uh, if we end up having a lot of opportunities come out due yeah. to foreclosures and things, then uh, we'll see where it goes. But so what advice would you give listeners that are going, okay, that sounds really cool or some people might be saying that sounds really complicated i don't understand all the pieces you know what would you tell them to do to get started um well i think i mean it's a pretty simple formula but that doesn't make it easy to execute right right so you're gonna have to develop a plan like i said you would i would choose on one area to focus on in the beginning uh, Geograph- you can always look- geographically you mean yeah, one area yeah. to focus geographically, but also I would try out like one specific style, whether you're going to do fix and flips or renovate and then rent them out or even right. commercial. So decide what space you want to be in also. After that, I would say you're gonna if you're going to do fix and flips, since that's most of my experience, I'll focus on that. Sure. Um, I would say you're going to have to decide on the market that you want to get into and then decide 
on how you're going to act. Are you going to act as a GC? Are you going to find a GC? Because if you're going to find a GC, you're also going to have to find other people for the team. So you have to develop your team. Right. Um, so and that would make sense focusing geographically because then you have to build course. one one team. Exactly. Of course. Well, plus you get you get to know you develop a relationship. Um, becomes easier if you work with the same people consistently. Uh, that's one thing that's been hard moving to different states is we'd had to find a new realtor to work with. Yep. Uh, different contractors to work with, and then you're going based off, you know, their reputation in the area and their reviews. So if you get into a more like rural location, which was our Indiana house, it gets to be a little harder to find trades because some of them don't want to travel out. If they're from Indianapolis, they might not want to travel out 45 minutes to the property. Right. So you have to develop your team. So you're going to have to have a real estate agent. Um, you're going to have to have a GC or at the least, you're going to have to act as a GC and run the trades. Um, you're going to have to figure out your financing. And then uh, depending on where your financing is, if you're going traditional mortgages and doing smaller cosmetic work, that's fine in the short term. But eventually, if you want to make more profit, get uh, some bigger upside, like getting something off the auction sites then uh, you're going to have to get a little creative with your financing, whether that's hard money lenders or personal investments or uh, even do a cash out refinance or something on your own home to invest in this one. Right. And like you said, then you need to factor that into your carrying costs as you're going through. Exactly. Yeah. So the way I usually do it, broad range is I'll figure out the market I'm going into. Um, I'll kind of see what's selling, use comparable homes. And then uh, from there, I'll kind of figure out a budget, see what I could sell a house for in that area. And then I'll find the exact same comps uh, that I'll use to list it. Obviously, you want something close. Last 30 days would be ideal. Um, From there, I'll go through a few properties. We're focusing more on auction properties now. So uh, it's kind of dependent on what's up for auction at that point, right? Sure. That makes sense. Um, so once you figure out a house you're going to buy, let's say you go ahead and buy it. Um, before you actually buy it, you have to walk the property, at least have some sort of estimate uh, or estimate on how much you're going to have to put into it. So when you're walking the property, you want to look at everything on the outside of the house, the inside of the house, anything that looks questionable. For instance, like you can get the, you can look at the actual health of the roof or excuse me, sorry, look at the actual uh, repair maintenance needed on the roof when you're walking in. So roofs are big cost factors. Kitchens are big costs. Bathrooms are pretty big costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done a few rentals. Yes, I can agree. Yeah, with <laughs> yes. yeah so you'll want to go through and essentially estimate what you're wanting to do. If you uh, don't have much experience on the construction side and you hire a GC, then obviously you're going to want to walk that with a GC. Right. Um, you're going to want to base the actual renovation costs um, on kind of how what level of renovation you're doing. So if you're getting into a lower, lower income area, you don't necessarily need to go top tier upgrades. You know, you don't necessarily need granite. You don't necessarily need all the high end tile work. Um, so once you find the property to decide on the renovation level, at that point, you'll walk through with your GC or if you're acting as a GC, you're just gonna have to factor in all the costs. When you're factoring in costs, I like to put in contingencies because things are going to come up when you're in demo and construction so I like to be uh, pretty nice on my contingencies. Also, when you're factoring in how much price you're going to pay for a house, towards the end, you're most likely going to have some concessions. So whether a buyer is asking for closing costs or you got to get a little creative with the uh, commission for the real estate agent, you can use bonuses, all types of structures. 
So just kind of factor in all those costs that you might not see right up front, have them in the back of your mind when you're going through your uh, estimate. Yeah, that's a, <clears throat> that's a good point. You're right. You never know what's going to happen when you pull off the, uh, pull a wall down. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you said, if there's a leak in the roof, so good for you. Um, so some of you guys are just cooking along here. Um, what, you know, how do you want people to reach out to you? I mean, you said that you're, you know, considering um, setting up some, uh, some content to help educate people. Uh, so where do you want them to track you down Clayton and, and connect? Uh, well, you can connect or you go to right living real estate and that's uh, the local St. Louis area. Um, they do mortgages, they do lending, they do, uh, they have rentals. And then of course they uh, act as a, a real estate agent. So if you're looking for a great real estate agent in the area, you can look up Susan, Wright. Um, she's one of the top in the St. Louis area. Um, but also if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can connect with me at Clayton Springman and that's last name is spelled S P R I N G E M A N N. And then that's the same for my Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Oh, perfect. Yep. Uh, we connected on uh, LinkedIn. I appreciate you reaching out. It's been a great tool to connect and meet with people. I want to say thanks for um, thanks for sharing your story. I mean, it's interesting because I think of the number of people we've talked to that are in the in the the investment real estate space, and you know, I hear over and over again, you're giving the same advice: figure out what area you want to be in, figure out what market you want to be in. You know, price point wise, you want to be high end, low end. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, good, solid advice. Well, great. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Uh, so uh, just one more time, I'll just repeat uh, Clayton's contact information. So you can, uh, you can hunt him down at LinkedIn uh, at, at Clayton Springman. Um, and uh, he's, he's active there to connect. So um, hope you guys found some valuable information today. It's uh, always interesting talking to uh, people that are actually doing it. That's that started. And like you mentioned, you started with the, this is a side hustle and you've managed to, to move mm-hmm. this over to, to make it a full-time career. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You're so welcome. So thanks for tuning in listeners. I hope, I uh, hope you learned uh, a little bit more here as you, re- as you start to realize that uh, these are real people uh, creating real businesses and uh, you know, living the lifestyle they want to live. So thanks for tuning in. We look forward to coming back to you in the next episode. All right. Thank you. Sounds good. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest every day me and my team we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast if you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show please visit my website edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply and if you like what you heard today please follow me on my social media channels instagram and facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there, whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.